Please listen carefully. Welcome to Autism in the Wild, the show that talks about what it's really like living with autism. Here are your hosts, Noah and Chris. Alright, welcome to another episode of Autism in the Wild. I'm Chris. And I'm Noah. And today we have a, a, a special guest, Kevin Drow. He's coming all the way from Cedar Falls to be with us today. Uh, Kevin, why don't you give a little bit of an introduction to let people know a little bit about yourself. Sure. I uh, teach at the University of Northern Iowa. I'm a music education professor there. And uh, which means I teach undergraduate music education courses and graduate music education courses. And then I also research music education. And I've been at the university now, this is my 14th year. And prior to that, uh, we lived in Florida for a few years, um, uh, working on a graduate degree. And then prior to that, uh, we lived in Colorado for, for 16 years. And that's where I, I was a band director. Um, in Greeley, Colorado, and um, yeah, so that's that's me in a nutshell. Cool. So now I want you kind of tell everyone about how how do we know Kevin? Okay. So first off, my elementary music teacher was Kevin's wife, Shelley, and she got me into this whole music thing, which was a rabbit hole I went down. I really can't get out of at this point, um, but. Kevin made Kevin um, made this thing called the Spectrum Project, which you'll talk, which you'll talk about a little bit later. My brother Isaac got involved in that, and that's been a very beneficial thing for a lot of people as well. And he will discuss that probably during this. Yeah, I'm guessing so. So we first met Kevin, and I, I remember uh, we had no idea that Noah could sing. I mean, we really didn't because he never sang at home, and he was no way. I, st- I still don't. Yeah, right. So we we were in, I remember going to a concert when Noah's in sixth grade and you were there and you came up to Noah. Well the thing is your wife Shelley, your wife, she told us that Noah had perfect pitch. And we yes. had again, we had no idea. And she was saying how Noah would just give the key or the for the first note of the song. Mm-hmm. And you I remember you asked Noah, Noah, well, I, I hear you you can sing yes. the first song of every Yes, in fact, I was telling other students at uh, at the university about this one student over at Lincoln Elementary who can, has this perfect pitch and can sing the starting can can sing the first note of every song. And so I was over watching a band rehearsal with Bard Mackey as the band director, uh-huh. and Noah was sitting in the trombone section, and I was like, "That's him! I just got to go over there and 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 meet this guy." And that's when I said, I heard that you can sing the first note of every song in the concert. And Noah, you looked at me so strangely and you said, I can sing every note of the song in the concert. (laughs) 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 It was the the best line. I was like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yes, yes, I think you can. I think, Noah, you weren't trying to be a smartass. You're just... No. You're Uh just... Saying I I'm can just, sing, you can, I'm just being blunt. Yeah, yeah, you can just you can. I was not clear. I was <laughs> I definitely was not clear. I didn't know who you were either. So <laughs> that's was, true. It's like oh, stranger who, talking. Who is me. this guy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. 
Okay, so tell us a little bit about Noah Brought Up Spectrum Project. Mm -hmm. Isaac's been part of that, I think, for three years now. Why don't you tell us, what is, what is Spectrum Project? Spectrum Project is a music movement, dance, and drama and art uh, project for uh, children with differing abilities and ages 5 to 19. And during the, uh, from January through April, we rehearse on the weekends every Saturday for about an hour and a half. And when we put on a final show at, uh, at the Gallagher Blue Dorn. So during those rehearsals, we work on uh, playing music, singing music, dance routines, uh, drama skits, uh, scenes, making things, uh, making shapes, dancing. And then we also have, during that same week, the week right before it, we have an art exhibit that goes on in the lobby of Gallagher Blue Dorn called Spectrum Art Week. And so the students, um, the performers, we call them performers, uh, are working on art all during that, uh, during our, our whole season. And then we exhibit their artwork in that lobby of, of Gallagher Blue Dorn. So there's two things that kind of go on. We have our art exhibit and then we have our show that we, we put on for the public. Nice. Yeah, Isaac's been say three years I think yeah I think that's that's about right yeah mm -hmm. yeah I think he enjoys the I'll call them the practices mm -hmm. more than the actual show but that that's mostly because of his routine and that, to yeah. that makes total sense too because yeah. the show um, we're, we're we're definitely into process rather than than the final product so mm -hmm. like we want every rehearsal to be enjoyable and then we do get to the show and the show is totally different than our everything we're doing because yeah. we're at a, a, a hall. There's a thousand people in the audience, and there's these bright lights, and there's a live band, and yeah. so it is. It is way different. So yeah. that can it is strange, but yeah. yeah. So, where, so where did the idea of the Spectrum Project come about? I think you got you knew some other place that was doing something yeah. like this, right? What what happened was. Uh, it was at our state music educators conference, which is around the same time as Allstate, um, which mm -hmm. no one knows a lot about. Mm -hmm. And I was attending a session of the someone named Ryan Harrigan from Ball State University, and he was talking about uh, a program. His session was about teaching students with autism and music, but then he also mentioned that he and his wife started this program back at Ball State University called Prism Project, and he has two. Uh, he has two sons with autism and he said when the flyers come home from school for soccer and for you know this this activity they would just look at those flyers and go no that's not our kids are not going to enjoy that so they wanted to come up with something that would appeal to their kids and really something their kids would enjoy so they started the they started this prism project and and that was in 2000 10 I think is when they started there. No, no, 2008 was when they started it. And and so he talked about this and I thought, wow, what a great idea and I talked to him about afterwards. Um and that was actually in 2010 when he talked talked uh, at that uh conference. And so it wasn't about 2000 uh it wasn't later I talked to Greta Berghammer and she was doing something called Spectrum uh theater on the weekends, which was once a month, uh, for an hour and a half get together, it was play in a day is what it was. Yeah. And, um, and so 
And so I heard she was doing this. I talked to her about it. I asked, can I just bring my guitar and a drum and just kind of add some music or some sound to it? And she was uh, very nice and said, sure, you know, come on in. And and so I, I so I started just kind of interacting with the being a little part of the thing. I wasn't I wasn't a main show or anything. I was just kind of on the side, kind of almost like a minstrel playing music. And um, and so later uh, we got we. I asked uh, Greta, I said, hey, could we start a Spectrum Music? So same thing with theater, but could we also do music? And she said, yeah, that'd be a great idea. So Shelly and I, my wife Shelly, uh, we started doing a similar thing as Spectrum Theater, but for just music. And it was all ages. It was like young kids, big kids, hour and a half doing music. And we we had no idea what we were doing. And it was just like nuts. And we we're like, I don't, we're like, let's play this or sing this. And it was kind of crazy. And we'd do it like once a month. Um, and then later I, I, was, I applied for a grant from the university to start a, some kind of program. And uh, so we were going to like expand Spectrum Music. But then I, I went back and at the same time, believe it or not, I also got a research grant to research prison project. I know this is a long story, but so I so I go back to Ball State uh, in Muncie, Indiana, and I I start I see what they do at Prison Project, and then I, I go on the first rehearsal, and it's just amazing, like all these kids coming in there. It was like this real home family feeling of all these people coming together at the beginning of the winter, and then I went to the last show, and well, bef- during that last show, I interviewed. Um, the the, uh, the uh, students the college students in the in the project and I interviewed them because my research project was about um, was about how um, the students the impact that this has on the students you know and then <laughs> so I would interview them and so I I interviewed the students to find out what impacted participating in the prison project have on them. So the college students, not necessarily the performers. And while I'm interviewing the college students, they, it was weird. I was asking some typical questions on an interview. And then they kept saying, like, this is a life-changing experience. I'm like, okay, that's kind of odd. Like like one after another is like, this is life-changing experience. I'm like, okay, what's so... Why is it life changing? And um, but whatever it was, I was like, we need to bring this back to University of Northern Iowa and do it there. Um, so I had that in my head. But the best part was uh, I went to the show, and I go to the show, and I walk in the lobby, and there's no one in the lobby, and I'm feeling kind of sad because there's a lot of kids in this program, and there's a lot of parents and stuff like, but no one's coming to the show. Like, it's just an empty lobby. So I'm like, okay. And then I got there 15 minutes before the show started. So I walk into the doors, and I look up in in the hall, and it's an 800-seat auditorium, and it's all full. There's three seats left at the very top. I thought, oh, my goodness. And so here are 800 people of that community coming together to watch these kids in this program. And then I sat down, and we just had the best time just supporting and you know, clapping and cheering for the kids on the stage. And I thought, oh, so this is the other part of what Prison Project is about, is about changing how people see other people that are different from them or may have some kind of challenge or disability. 
I was like, we really got to do that. So we changed the idea from Spectrum Music to Spectrum Theater or Spectrum Project, mm -hmm. and that was in 2015. And so that was our first year. I know it's a long answer, but that it's really based off of the uh, the Prism the Prism Project back in Muncie, Indiana. Great program. Yeah. Cool. What was your biggest challenge in terms of getting Spectrum Theater together or just Spectrum Theater in general? Not Spectrum Theater, pro Spectrum Project, yeah. excuse me. Sure. Uh, one of the biggest, the biggest challenge at first was getting students, college students to understand what it was about. Because uh, mm -hmm. we wanted to, we would advertise for people to volunteer two hours every Saturday uh, from January through April. <laughs> and you know, like, why would you do that? That's a lot of time. And even, um, like, especially our music majors, they, they didn't have that kind of time. Uh, so it was hard to really get them to understand why we were doing it. Um, but after about two years, um, then people around campus start getting it. And now they really, they love doing it. So it was that initial getting people to understand why we do this. Mm -hmm. And, um, and it, in the and then now it's um, the time commitment is not a big deal for college students. If you know two hours is like oh it's nothing. It's just two hours. It's easy. Mm -hmm. So that that was a, that was a big a big challenge. Um, the other challenge that we when we first started, I think most of our performers had autism, um, but our 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 performers not all of them have autism. So we have a lot of different challenges that go on, and so trying to understand all those is. I mean, I'm just a music professor, so I'm just you know, trying to, you know, trying to figure out and do the research on all that. That's a that mm -hmm. was a challenge too. Yeah. What are your favorite experiences or memories that you would you could say that you have from from your years at the Spectrum Project? Uh, well, one did involve your son, and so that was <laughs> uh, that was a that was great. This was the first year we had it and we were having a dress rehearsal and uh and we weren't sure if he'd want to come to the dress rehearsal or not um because it was it was at a different location mm -hmm. and it was it, like you said it was the it was a diff whole different thing than than our regular rehearsals um so we weren't sure if he would want to come and he ended up wanting to come. I think it was uh, his uh, grandparent maybe that was Yeah, Tyann and I were out of town that weekend and we tried to we tried to prep him for the change of location and the grandparents no, I think you were with, yeah, with them. Yeah. Well, I was. Yeah. So you guys went over to the the school where you normally they normally had their rehearsal, right? Mhm. Mm yeah. And then he saw that they weren't there and then what'd you guys do? Just went over to the we just went over to GB Pack. GB Pack, and then he he got out, and he was cool with that whole thing. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't big. It wasn't very. Wasn't really a big deal for him. But he he had to make sure that. Yeah. He just had to make sure you guys weren't at the regular yeah. place. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He had I, to see it first before I, he decided he was okay going to the new place. I love the idea that that uh, you know the grandparents were taking him to the rehearsal, but he's like he was. It looked like he didn't want to go, but the truth was he really did want to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so that was that was neat. We loved we loved that story. We have lots of little successes when a student comes onto the stage that that was maybe scared about being on the stage, 
and their buddy helps them get on the stage. Uh, we have one girl who said at the beginning of the season, I'm not going, I'm not performing. I'm not, that's what she said like the first day, I am not going to perform. And last year she got up and rapped. And so we had a hip hop song and she got up and rapped. And so this is a girl that wasn't even going to do it at the beginning. And yeah. She got up there. So there's things like that. That's really, it's really enjoyable. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. How has Spectrum Project affected buddies specifically? Yeah. Our research, uh, we, we do exit interviews at the end of every season. Mm-hmm. With uh, the buddies. With the buddies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we haven't done it with parents yet, and so we're hoping that's our next step is to start doing more exit interviews, um, exit questionnaires for for the uh, parents. But we do ask, we ask our buddies to fill out a questionnaire at the end of each uh, season. And the four main things that we have found, uh, one is that um, – they their expectations of what the students do are usually lower than they should be. Mm-hmm. So they realize that, oh, these students can do a lot more than, than we thought they right. can do. Um, second is it changes their perceptions of just people with challenges or disabilities in general. Uh-huh. Uh, that they, like at first me, they've, we have some buddies who join the program that have never been around someone with, that's different than them. And so they they come in and they're a little anxious and then by the end of the season, they're like, oh, it's not a problem. So mm-hmm. that that's a change. Um, a third thing is that they, uh, th- well, they actually come on Saturdays to just de-stress and to get silly. Mm-hmm. And to, you know, like college can be a little stressful sometimes for these students. And, you know, studying for midterms and tests and doing homework. But then when they come to Spectrum, they have to roll around and act like a log or act like a lion or to play a drum or to paint with their hands. And so this is their time that they just kind of get to, to have fun. And then fourth, I'm trying to remember what the fourth one was, our fourth finding, was that, um, oh, the students learn techniques of, like, especially our teacher majors who are going into teaching. They learn some techniques on how to work with students and if if a student has some challenging behaviors, they learn like some new techniques on how to help that that performer. So, cool. so there actually are some really like like measurable differences in our in our buddies. Mm-hmm. You know, not just hey, we're having a great time. We're hoping to later on uh, find out about students who have taught in the program, and then they go into teaching and see if that being in spectrum affected their teaching whether they are more welcoming or they p- make better plans for for their students in the classroom sure mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's cool i know isaac's been he, he's been in the program for three years and had the same buddy for all three years yeah, yeah. and she's graduated now so he'll have a different buddy this coming year but yeah. I, I think the two of them got along but really the new well. buddy still has to be able to shoot baskets. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's, that's going to be on their application. Well, so one of the things Isaac loves to do <clears throat> is, when we it's at the elementary school where the other kids went, so we're familiar with the building. But they were the nice gym. Isaac brings his own basketball because you guys have got all the balls locked up. So he had to bring his own ball. So he brings his own basketball, and he brings his iPad, and he streams the country music. And you guys are very generous in letting him plug the country music into the loudspeakers 
So everyone gets a taste of the the country music. Taste yep. of country nights. <laughs> he, he absolutely loves it. So when I go pick him up, I always know he's going to be in the gym shooting baskets, listening to music, country music. Can, can I talk about that for just a second? <laughs> absolutely. Okay, because this is like a, actually another when you were asking about wonderful memories, mm-hmm. the iPad playing country music. And so when when Isaac first came, someone said, "Well, he has his iPad here, and he's going to be carrying his iPad." And it's playing music, and they're like, "Is that okay? Like, is it okay for someone to be here, like, in art class or in the drama class with this iPad playing country music?" And we just all kind of looked at each other and asked, "Why not?" Like, like because like if you did it like in a regular school, like students at Cedar Falls High can't go into a, into their classroom with music playing on their phone or on right. their iPad. It's just, it's not allowed. It's, there's nothing stopping them. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's just highly discouraged. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so he did it and it was like, it was beautiful because he had his own soundtrack that was going on. He had his own soothing music. It was like perfect. And when he did it on the first day, we're like, that makes total sense like why aren't more students doing that like bringing their own kind of and it's not yeah. it's not loud you have to get pretty close to be able to hear it so a lot of people don't actually hear it when they're um when they're in the room but but he can yeah. and it's just it is it's like well it's really not cool. soothing to us because we hear it all the time okay <laughs> but it's soothing to him and it's one of those things that helps reduce his anxiety mm-hmm. levels we even i mean we on my phone we can stream the local radio station so no matter where we go yeah. out of the area it doesn't matter we can always get k98.5 shout out to them <laughs> um i think we keep them in business maybe a sponsor for yeah, the next know, podcast maybe, maybe. <laughs> but uh, that's funny so what, one of the things i jotted down too that kind of set our saturday <clears throat> routine was spectrum <clears throat> project <clears throat> so you guys rehearse from 1 to two thirty. yeah which is which is good we and Isaac and I would go to Hy-Vee every Saturday, and we used we used to go in the mornings. It's like when he was smaller, but mm-hmm. because of the Spectrum project, we would start. We started going afterwards. Okay, so and that was fine. So, but I would I would go and drop him off, and then I would come back pick him up at two thirty. Well, it's it's right on the way to Cup of Joe to get coffee. So I would leave it. Was Isaac and we would go and he get a, a snack and I would get coffee and then we go to Hy-Vee, oh. and so the routine now and it has been since this first year is we go to Hy-Vee on Saturdays at two thirty eight, and we go to Cup of Joe we still mm-hmm. and we then we go to Hy-Vee, but the routine started because of Spectrum. Project. Oh wow, well yeah. that's cool. Well actually, I <laughs> I thought about we're going down to uh, Cedar Rapids and Spectrum Project's going to have a booth down at an event called Boo at boo at the barn uh in cedar rapids and but i thought maybe something advertising for spectrum project is the local coffee shops that parents can go to after they drop their kid like if you if you're coming in from out of town Mm -hmm. and you drop your kid off at spectrum project there's a lot of nice little local things in the downtown well we had the initial initial meeting the parents kind of a couple of parents brought up the idea of getting together um during that time and I know for a lot of parents that's a time when you have an opportunity to do something different so it was just for like we might hello Isaac we'll be done shortly we have tonight's the pop can night 
We go to Hy-Vee. Pop, How about pop cans? Yeah. 418, they go to recycle and drop everything else off, and they do pop cans at Hy-Vee at like 830? Yeah, 830, 840. 830, 840. Yeah. So, that's cool. Yeah. I was. I don't know if I'll be able to talk about schedules and stuff like that, but, you know... We're you know we're kind of talking about schedules and how yeah. important they are, and I, I I didn't totally have an understanding about it when we started Spectrum Project, but now I do, yeah. and and how comforting that can be if you know what it is. And I I use an example in my in my classes if I said you know we're, we're going to have a meeting for something, and if I invite the students there for this for this meeting, and I say the meetings that we're going to meet at six o'clock. And if they and, and they say, okay, well, what time does it go till? And if I say, I can't tell you. We're just meeting at 6 o'clock. You know, it's like, that makes you very uncomfortable because you want, like, how long am I going to be there? Like, I need to know how long I'm going to be there. And that's schedule, you know, like letting people know what's going to happen, how long something is going to be and where you're going to be. That just brings anxiety down. So that's what we've learned that along the way. Um and not all our performers, you know, are, are affected by, by have or soothed by having that schedule, but, but some of them are, and it really helps them, yeah. you know, when we can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. All right. So part of our podcast is giving advice to people because we want to be not only entertaining, but we want to be educational and uh-huh. as well. So we have a couple of questions. I have a couple of questions about advice. Oh, maybe Noah, do you want to give first question sure. um what if for people who want to do this like at their own wherever they live universities or whatnot what advice would you give professionals interested in doing something like this mm-hmm. uh well we've got a lot of questions like this you know how to start this uh, even if you don't have a university mm-hmm. and uh my advice would be start small mm-hmm um, you could start with high school students or in gra- students who have graduated from high school working with kids in middle school or elementary school. So it doesn't have to be as old as it. Um, I would start with things that people know how to do. Like if they're really good at drama, do drama. Definitely do art. Art. Art is the big one. Art is, we didn't do art our first year. And then, our, and then at the end of the first year, one of the buddies came up to me and said, Kevin, we need to do art. And I was like, and she was so excited about it. And she was an art education major. And she had me excited about it. I was like, okay, we're going to do art. You bet. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do art. And so we started, we added art to our project. And that was something Prism Project didn't have. They didn't have art. I don't think they, they still don't have art, maybe. And uh, so we added art and it's, that is one of the most beautiful times of the day because kids, some kids will walk in there and they just go right to their art project. So I would, I would also recommend for advice to add art, you know, something you're good at in art and keep it small. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. It doesn't, and it doesn't have to be an hour and a half. Like, like we do, it could be just an hour, or, you know, half hour, mm-hmm. something, something very simple. Yeah. I think starting something small, doing small experiments and, Iterations is a great uh, idea. A couple more questions here. Mm-hmm. So, what advice would you give students or the buddies? Oh, are people thinking about doing this? Yeah, uh, for our buddies, uh, we do do a training on uh, the day before school starts, mm-hmm. and we have a four-hour training that we we take them through. And 
one of the advices, and I, and I got this information also from Prison Project when we did the research there, because I asked them what advice would they have for other people thinking about doing this. And almost every student said, um, don't be afraid to be silly. Don't be afraid to make fun of yourself and, and just let your hair down and be someone who you usually aren't. And so at our at Spectrum Project, they can they can be a, someone who they that doesn't look like at at school walking across campus they can be a whole different person and they can be uh, exuberant they can be energetic in the and so uh and for our uh purposes our performers kind of need that um they really need someone who um can be active and can set uh, a good model for them for for the show yeah yeah and our other advice, well, not advice, it's our, it's our, our requirement is they need to be there. Like it's <laughs> consistency is super important for us. And so if they, if they're like, well, I can make it only every other weekend, then we're like, we have to say, sorry, we can't, we can't use you. Like mm-hmm. you have to be there every weekend, you know, um, almost every weekend. Sometimes they miss, but yeah, they do. Miss. Yeah. From a, from my perspective as a parent, Having consist- this consistent buddy is is key, especially you know not every not every kid it would affect the same way. But no. I know for Isaac, he's pretty flexible now. But early on, it would be really important to have the yeah. same buddy. So the, yeah, an example I use is like if we were to go to a movie, you know, or if I say, hey Noah, let's go to a movie. Yeah. Let, and and then I say, okay, we're going to go tomorrow night. And then all of a sudden, one hour before, I say, oh Noah, I can't make it to the movie. Mm-hmm. But I have a friend who will go with you, and you're like, I don't even know this person. Why would I want to go to a movie exactly. with with, a, with someone I don't know? And that's what it's like when our buddies can't be there, and there's a sub that comes in. Our performers are like, I don't know this person. Why are they here? So, right. You know. All right. Do you have any other questions? I think that's about it. Okay. Do you have any other final thoughts, Kevin? It's been one of the most rewarding things, actually. Doing, and getting to know the families, getting to know families like you, and getting to know the kids, and and uh, and I I didn't come from any kind of background uh, with with the family members, anyone with any type of special needs or challenges at all. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just seemed like a good thing to do, and it's been one of the funnest and beautiful things to do is get to know get to know the kids and, and how creative they are. So that's great. It's, it's one. It's a great thing. And Isaac is ready to go do pop cans. Yes. Yes. So I, I, awesome. Well, Kevin, thanks for being oh, here. Well, thank you. I really enjoyed it. You yeah. guys asked really good questions. I love this podcast. Thank well, you. Thanks. Yeah, I'm yeah. a fan. Wow. Well, yeah. hopefully we can keep spreading the word and get keep getting cool guests on like you yourself and mm-hmm. keep yeah. this going forward. So it's oh, wow. it's fun for us and we we really enjoy it. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Kevin. Okay. Thank All you. All right. All right, I want to thank Kevin for coming on the show and sharing his experience and background on the Spectrum Project. Really appreciate it. It's been a great program for Isaac and all the other kids that go, and I know the families really appreciate uh, all the hard work that goes into it. And I know the buddies get a ton of value out of that, and truly it is life-changing for some of those buddies. So great work, Kevin. Since we talked about... Noah and how he kind of got started singing I asked if I could share a little bit of him singing on this podcast so I will leave you 
with a little bit of a song he sang earlier this year. Enjoy, and thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.